That was nice. That was good. That, was that a that's, synchronized dim? Yeah, I think it was accidental. <laughs> um, I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's the I Dream of Jeannie yeah, theme song. I love I Dream of oh. Jeannie. But are we recording? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, we caught that little beauty. <laughs> I love I Dream of Jeannie. There were certain things I used to watch with my grandparents um, and they were, I've just noticed how sparkly I am from last night's bath bomb. You're really shiny. Anyway. Are you a wishing troll? I am. <laughs> I'm going to make a wish later. My mum used to say I looked like a little troll because she put my hair up in a top knot, but it was anti-gravity, so like... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I used to watch certain things with my grandparents. There was I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched. I loved Bewitched. Green Acres. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I have seen it, but I haven't seen lots of it. Oh, yeah. I just love I Dream of Jeannie, but re-watching it as an adult, it's very not PC. Oh, it's absolutely not on It anymore. also has now all of this weird, like, whenever she's like, yes, master. I'm like, bleh. Oh, yeah. It gives me big ick. Big ick. So, like, subjugated. Just the ick is huge. Because I feel like that about Bewitched. And do you know what I have decided now? Okay. Is that... Please. Endora... Yeah. ...is actually the best. She's... And I always knew that she was, but I've got a different reason for it now. Okay. And it's because she is absolutely not putting up with any patriarchy bullshit. She's not. And... He finds that really threatening. Yeah, he does, which is why he's like, Sam, your mother is interfering with us again. <laughs> but she also does what I imagine people would do, which is once the baby arrives, she like changes her tactic a little bit. Yeah. And she just is like, oh, duh. Whoa, duh. No, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and like completely pretending he doesn't exist and only talking to Tabitha. Yes. I and love, I, I kind of love that. that. I endorse Endora. Um, we endorse Endora here at this channel. At this channel, yeah. Welcome to our channel. Uh, so what is it called? Where, oh, where you do endorsements? No, no, but it's like... Sponsored. Has, sponsored. <laughs> looking for sponsors. Um, um, an Endora sponsorship. It's a, such a shame. Do you know, I did not realise that Elizabeth Montgomery died quite young. Yes. Really weird. It is weird, isn't it? Did you watch the Nicole Kidman Bewitched? I did. Isn't I, it terrible? It's so cringe. It's because I, I'm i actually not one of those people that hates all remakes. No, no. Some of them are quite good. I enjoyed the Sabrina remake because oh, it was so different. So different. It was, it was its own thing in its own right. And it was made both for, I think, people who grew up with Sabrina yeah. and for the new kids. Totally. And they, they I think they tread that path really well. Oh, it's it's actually just so good. But I also like that when we talk about Sabrina, um, you and I, the way we try and locate which Sabrina we're talking about <laughs> is that we just say, which Sabrina, Hot Salem or Cat Salem? Yep. That's all we need to know. Sometimes Cat Salem is Hot Salem. <laughs> <laughs> Not in physique, but in mind. In his approach to life. I just think that Nick Bacay is so good at being... A cat. A cat. It's so funny. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Anyway, how are you? I'm really, really good. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the listeners. Hi, listeners. Hi. Thank we you hope for, you're well. We hope you're well. 
Um, we hope you're well if you if you want to be well. I'm trying to lean into what Patrice does around. Um, don't let me tell you what to do. Don't let me tell you what to do. So. I think wishing people wellness is fine because that is something most people want. Okay. All right. Just yeah. that sometimes some people really want to lean into the depths of despair. But you can still be like, but, but I wish I you well. I, I wish you well. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would prefer that you weren't in the depths of despair because that's better for you to not be. Yes. Yes. Or that it lasts as long as it serves you to process whatever you're feeling and then you are on the up and up. Yes. Anyway, we generally hope overall on balance, you're well. Yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> you proposed, um, and I'm intrigued, you proposed we do a bit of an Easter special. I'm hoping we've got an Easter special because for us it has been the school holidays. Yes. And that is centred largely around um, the Easter break for other people. So yes. this is one of those rare school holidays that coincides with a like a long break for the other people in our lives as well who it maybe does. aren't teachers or aren't retired. And a lot of people, they use a bit of leave around that to yeah. sort of stretch the break out. So we kind of get to see more people non -teach. Than, we, than we ordinarily would. Yes, yeah. we do, which is lovely. It is so nice. I mean, it largely doesn't affect me because almost everyone I know is a teacher anyway. Uh, me too, but or retired. <laughs> or retired. Yes. <laughs> or teaching. Retired teachers. Hoping to be retired. Yeah. <laughs> Which is most, almost all teachers. The aspiring retired. <laughs> I'm aspiring retired. <laughs> I call it yeah, um, striving for home days. Oh, in, in any form, we love a home day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm hoping that you're into an Easter special with I'm me. I'm very into an Easter special. I'm curious just what, what did Easter look like for you when you were young? Okay. So what's a traditional wielding Easter of your youth? Um, it was always, always Easter camping. Oh. Which I fucking hated. Oh, we <laughs> never did that. <laughs> no. Ooh. In, in generally in New South Wales? Usually. So it would okay. usually be out at the dam, like Wyangla Dam. Yep, yep, yep. Which is, if you're unfamiliar with, I don't know, geography like I am, um, it's kind of, it's in, I'm going to say it's kind of central westy. Yes, it's like, it's, I know roughly where it is. It's kind of, it's like near Cowra and... I feel like Australians do a lot of dam camping. Hmm. A dam is an attractive... D-A-M camping. Yes, a lot of dam camping. Oh, dang. Um, okay, so you went camping. So we, went, we did a lot of camping, um, usually with all my cousins. That's, that's chilly. So it's cold. Um, so you go at... Because when you're five, this was a bit of a tradition. Yeah, okay. So we had a few traditions in my house. Yes, I love a tradition. When you're five, you get your own tent. When you're eight, you get a CD player. When you're 10, you learn to drive. Uh, oh, that's kind of <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah. I don't like, I don't love the camping bit, but I like the I like the checkpoints along the way. Yeah. Boarding school had a, a similar kind of incentive process. Okay. And that was um when you were in senior years. So when you're in year ten, mm -hmm. you got to go from a dormitory to a two person room. Oh, dream. When you're in year twelve, you got your own room. Perfection. But this was the thing everyone waited for. And that was that Fitted sheets were a senior privilege. I beg your pardon. <laughs> so we had sheets, but they were all flat sheets. You got two flat sheets for your seven, eight, nine, ten. In year eleven, you gain access to a fitted sheet. The question on everyone's lips 
including mine, is why? <laughs> I don't know. What a preposterous I'm gonna situation say, with I'm, Manchester. I'm going to say a tradition. No, nah, I call bullshit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've got, I have so many, I've got, okay, my first question. Yes. Is what are the 16 and unders doing with fitted sheets that they don't want you to? I I don't know because the flat sheets are better for tying up into ropes and shimmying down windows, which so, did happen. So are they trying to encourage escapees by providing you with two with flat extra sheets? Extra flat sheets. I don't know if elastic was an extra cost <laughs> that they they hadn't factored in and they had to cut some corners and that's why I truly can't tell you if it's a hangover from the depression. Like, I don't know. The other thing it strikes was, me as odd because I, I know that the school that you went to was, you know, well to do. The Well, but that's how rich people get rich, right? They don't spend money on fitted sheets. They don't spend money on fitted sheets for <laughs> under 16s. <16s. laughs> so dumb. But Milo, endless budget. Endless budget of Milo, Endless. fitted sheets, you can get back on your horse. Yeah, what an expectation. Sorry, yeah. if you've been giving your child <laughs> under 16 fitted sheets at home, you've been spoiling them. Okay, yeah, yeah, true. Anyway, so back to the um, back to the camping. So I'm going to tell you about the, the first tent I ever got. Was okay, at, at Christmas when I turned five. So was, oh, my God. Um, so I turned five in September. Christmas comes around. I'm starting school in six weeks. Ooh, Kindergarten, yes. right? Adorbs. Um. So I get it's raining this Christmas. We mm-hmm. are not having Christmas camping. Is it Easter or Christmas? It's Christmas. Okay, it's Christmas. Just right. checking because we're not we're not camping. Yeah, because it's East, it's Christmas. Sorry. It's Christmas, but you get the tent. I get the tent as the present for Christmas. It's red and silver. This is special. It's one of those like claims to be two man dome tent, but actually like it fits like maybe two nine year olds in it. Yep, 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 right. yep. Um, or like those men have to be snuggling. So part of the rite of passage is that you need to also be able to pack set up and pack down your own tent i that makes sense to me makes sense i, which I think is a reasonable like thing to get six-year-olds to do uh-huh. i have actually been on school camp with 23 eight-year-olds mm. and part of getting ready and this camp was outside in actual tents yes yes so well, yeah. um you know like they can do it kids yeah. can set tents up and they were like tricky tents they weren't just like those pop-up dome tents yeah. they were like a bit complicated yeah um, so five-year-olds can do it for sure. Absolutely. So for Christmas, I'm setting up a dome tent in the back of my cousin's backyard. Oh, that's so cute. No, in the rain. Oh, okay. That's sad. Because you, you have to set up the tent. You have to demonstrate it there and then. You've got, <laughs> you've got to show your tent prowess. You don't get Christmas pudding until you've done your tent check. <laughs> it's a christening. Uh, is, are people watching on? <laughs> yeah. That is so intimidating. And providing verbal feedback. Feedback. Which you know we love feedback. I I love feedback sometimes. Does it enhance performance? No. No, it doesn't. Because for a couple of reasons, uh, namely for me is my inability because of my ADHD brain to turn that verbal feedback into any kind of actual practice right now. In like the I, moment, absolutely I, I not. I can't. I can't actually do that. No, it's actually just hindering you. If anything, do you know what? If they were like if it was written feedback and I was able to read it at the time and it was like on a poster or a board somewhere, I would be able to do that. Yeah. But the auditory feedback, Unhelpful. I cannot, I can't process that. And this is pre loop earplugs to dampen the noise <laughs> of your family feedback. Yeah. This is 1999. <laughs> Party like it's 1999, everybody. 
anyway, so that's what we've all got tense, right? Is the reason I'm telling you this story. Tense check. Yeah. Tense check. Uh, pouring rain check. Furby that got struck down by the pouring rain and would only speak in a different language check. Mm. Wasn't my Furby, so it didn't matter. I was never allowed a Furby. No, I thought they were a bit evil. They're quite possessed. There was actually a Furby at boarding school. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a girl called Miranda's Furby. It lived in her QB, which is what we called a cupboard. Yeah. Um, And in this particular setup, the beds were in one room Mm. and the QBs, the cupboards, were in another room. So your cupboard wasn't next to your bed. Oh, okay. And the Furby just lives in there? The Furby lived in the cupboards. but like it meant hideous if, furry goblin. If you had to go in during the night to like get something from your cupboard, the Furby would go off. No, nah, get fucked. The Furby would not be turned off. Like you couldn't. Nothing you could do. It was like one of those trick cards. Nothing you did would turn the Furby off. I don't know how to explain this, but that knowledge makes my tongue feel strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was evil. I hate that. So we would go camping. (laughs) Okay, so that's your tradition. It was cold and like, you know, I think I remember having like fun when we got there, but I just, I just remember being cold and I didn't like the smell of like the wet stuff on me all the time. And like, there's so many things about it. Because, um, a, a lesser known fact about me, unless you're someone who's known me for a very long time, is that I am unexpectedly skilled in lots of like handy things oh you're quite handy like um like tools fixing things building things making things um directing traffic on Clyde Mountain I think if you don't know the origin story or (laughs) you haven't seen me under pressure (laughs) like that's you wouldn't expect that I think people like find it surprising when I can um do do things that they wouldn't expect from me, like like farm jobs. Like I like I can ride a horse, and I yeah. can, you know, if pressed, fine. If fine, fine, I'll do fine. it. Fine, fine. Yeah, I, I know how don't to think people find it surprising that about me or about things. you. That about me. No, no. But I think uh, part of your kind of adult identity is that you are still present in your farm world. Yes. yes. So I think that's why it's less surprising about you. Yes. Whereas people who don't like, I'm like, yeah, I went to an ag school. Yep. <laughs> I have the skills, but I'm pretending I don't. Do you remember that the, like the first assessment task of of ag in year seven or DAT because ag was part of design and technology? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what that first task was that you had to do? Was it the tractor? No, it was catching a chicken. Oh, yes. <laughs> like day one, year seven. They still did this when I worked there. They get year seven. They put them in a paddock with chickens and they're like, you have to catch one. Extra points if you can hypnotize it, which I could. Oh, and many people can. If you're from um, the country, you know how to you know how to wrangle chickens, catch them, and then hypnotize them to stay still. I would call it sound healing. <laughs> <laughs> sound healing a chicken. Yeah. So people find that surprising. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, okay. So that's your back. That's your background. Traditional Easter. <laughs> yeah. How was your Easter this year? My Easter was actually not spent with any of my family. I yeah. I was present when your mum announced she won't be there for it. <laughs> <laughs> What she actually did was ask what everyone was doing for Easter. What are your plans, guys? What are you thinking? What do you want to do for Easter? And then while everyone is processing that and thinking about how they're going to respond, she interjects before anyone has a chance and says, well, I won't be here. Yeah, too bad. (laughs) Whatever you wanted to do, I won't be involved. Scream. put that in your pipe and smoke it. It was so good. Okay, so she was away. My mum was away. So we actually had pre-Easter. Did you do an early? Nice. We did. So we had it on the Monday. Like 
it was like Monday week 10. Mm. Um, so I have gotten up um, late on yeah, Monday. Yeah, as you should. Well, I was meant to be early. Oh. So I'm running running a bit late. Oh, it's but a it daytime was, do. It, it I was forget. In, yeah. I forget. No, it wasn't a daytime oh. thing. So I'm running late for work. Oh, because it's a week earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's a week earlier. I've lost all track of time in the holidays. I don't know what day it is right now. Absolutely no concept of time. Okay, so it's a it's during the final week of term. Final week of That's term. That's ghastly. I am, <laughs> I'm pressed for time and sanity. Uh, oh, you're scraping the barrel. And before work, like on a work day, before I start work, I'm meant to be dropping my dog, my dog off at my sister's house. For daycare. For doggy daycare. Doggy daycare. So she had a great time. Okay, lovely. She's ordered him from Uber Eats. Oh, my God. A medium chips from McDonald's. <laughs> and um, like a sundae, like, you know, like the ice cream yeah, comes yeah, in a sundae yeah. container, but with like no topping because he loves ice cream. So he's, he's having a pup cup. He's having a pup cup. And, and, a, and a medium chips. And a medium Not chips. Not even a small and she's paid the service and the delivery fee. Yeah. Even though she went out that oh day. Like she had to go to uni that day. Anyway, so this has all happened while I'm at work slaving away. This is the most millennial BS <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, Pocket's gone for a day at the auntie's and she's treated him to some Uber Eats. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's going to move in there. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> he doesn't look strong enough to lift that. For those of you listening at home, <laughs> what Pocket's done is brought one of Poppy's giant dinosaur bones. It is bigger than Pocket. It's like a Brachiosaurus leg. What it is, is it's a cow shin split down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it is humongous. I told you it keeps her breath clean. Yeah, wow. His breath has been really good lately. Okay, they've swapped beds, so she's taken his bed. She's also taken possession of his miniature caterpillar. But she's kicked the baby rattle off. But he's quite fond of that, so that's that's okay. They're cracking me up. Anyway, um, so Pocket spent the day at Doggy Daycare. I've arrived in the evening for um, Easter celebrations. Yes. So it's like me and my mum and my brother and my sister and her partner. Okay. Is Pocket there with the aunties now? Pocket's there with the aunties. He spent he's the whole day there. transported by them. No, 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 no. Oh, it's at the aunties. It's at the Sorry. aunties. Yeah, yeah. So he has gone there for the whole day. And then you've arrived. He's been there just to be included in Easter. They've hosted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. That's so lovely. It's adorbs. So we have a great time. Uh, my mum cooks dinner. Um, I think, I'm not sure why. Feeds an army. Yep, classic. As you should. Yeah. Um, we get presents out of the way. We all get pyjamas as requested. Um, I send you a picture it was adorable. <laughs> of all of us wearing the same pyjamas. All of you in the matching pyjamas. In our late 20s, early 30s uh, that my mum has decided we're all so wearing. so cute. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a vibe. Uh, yeah, we were very cute. And she did ask you. She asked you at that dinner. She said, well, I'm not going to be here. I can offer you one of two things. Can offer you tickets. Tickets. To a festival. Or pyjamas. And you immediately declared pyjamas. like pyjamas, hands down. Pat declared tickets and Jess needed time to think on it. Jess got pyjamas in the end. Everyone got pyjamas, did they? Pat didn't get pyjamas and none of us are sure why. <laughs> did he get tickets? Unconfirmed. Oh, Not sure. Mystery. Mystery. Anyway, so we had Easter early, but then for my actual Easter like mm, night, mm. I can't actually remember the, what I did the day after school because I think I was just so tired. Um, but for Saturday night, I ended up at Bron's house. 
having Easter with Bron. I love, <laughs> I love when you go and visit Bron because I know that I'm not going to hear for you for a period of hours. <laughs> and then what I will receive is you in some kind of fun hat, just a picture or a video of it. Was I in a hat that night? <gasps> Do you know what? I was. But you the, were. Did I send you a picture of it? I The hats are a blur. They've all meld, merged together. I'm often wearing funny headwear. Um, what specific headwear was it? Think brain. Think, think, think. It was. I definitely had one on. Um, was it like a whole throw from a couch made into a hat? Yes, because it was very large. <laughs> Because what I was doing, this might explain why the hat needed to be so big. Okay. Give what, it your best shot. What I was actually doing was um, I was reading Bronze chakra cards. Oh. So I was performing a reading. You were. And then we, because we have decided we actually are going to go and report back on Poirot's tarot mm-hmm. at some stage. So I was leaning into that. You were leaning into that. Yeah. So I found these chakra cards at, um, uh, what's that shop in Bungendore that's, it's now. It used to be Wild Rose and now it's Sage Living. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, so I get these, um, it's a great shop. Shout out. So great. Uh, Louise, go and visit Louise. Mm. She's fantastic. She is the best. Mm. She's going to find you whatever essential oils you're lacking in. You don't know which ones you don't have. Louise does. She does. Anyway, so I get these cards out on the table and I think, you know what I need? Serious headwear. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't be doing this naked. I don't think I can channel any spirits without the headwear. No, it's like the opposite of wearing tinfoil on your head. Like instead of keeping them out, <laughs> it's actually, it's a beacon homing them. It's a homing beacon. It's a lighthouse for spirits. That, that's exactly what that was. <laughs> and then that's why it had to be elaborate. It had to be, it was large and it was definitely in charge. In charge. So anyway, so that's what I did um, on Easter. And I, because I've gone, I've arrived at Bron's house mm. at, I don't know, maybe six o'clock. And I said, we're in for a good night because I've got all these bottles of wine now because happy Easter to us. Mm-hmm. I've bought Evie some slime. Oh, lovely. Um, I love a slime moment. Yeah. Well, I thought, what do you get a 16 year old? You get them a Humpty Dumpty Easter chocolate <laughs> and you get them like that Elmer's make your own slime. It's so good. I thought she'll love that. And she did. She did. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, Correct choices. (laughs) Choices were made and they were good. And I said to Bron, I have been napping for two days. So obviously we're going to be up. I'm ready to go. Cue us at 11 o'clock, both horizontal on our like individual couches. And I woke up and I was like, it's bedtime. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so that was my Easter. Um, which was which is quite fun. Mm. Um, I know that you you shared something with me that I didn't realize about um, Easter traditions coming from the kind of streaming service super super giants. Oh, you yeah, because you said to me you were quite chuffed because you noticed Harry Potter has been put back on all the streaming services, mm. and I said to you, oh yeah, that's because they always put it on at Easter, and I don't know where that's come from, but. It's not just a streaming service thing. So back when my mum had pay TV, every Easter they would create a whole channel that was just a constant Harry Potter loop. Yeah. So it was just every movie back to back without ads except at the end. Yeah. And it was just the Harry Potter channel and it came up for Easter. It's so important. So I think they've carried that over. And I did say to you, I think that's an important religious observance. 
I want you to say more about that because your <laughs> what I'm going to call your theory around this, I think is absolutely spot on. Well, I just think that re-watching Harry Potter is culturally and spiritually important um, for a certain demographic of society mm-hmm. who want to celebrate their own boy who lived, who defied death. Spot on. Reason again. Spot on. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, no, I think it's exactly right. And if you think about it, he's got disciples. Yep. They go on a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to resist being taken by a devil, an evil. Voldy, yep. Yeah. Love wins. Perfect. Um, in the brief period in time in which he becomes a bit of a judgmental a-hole, mm-hmm. uh, he's punished for it. Yes. And he learns that you have to reserve judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is an important, there's two things that need to happen at Easter. One of them is croissants. <laughs> yes. And the other one is the Deathly Hallows. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Spot freaking on. I don't think there's any getting around that. That just is facts. Now. I don't think there is at all. There'll be no foolish wand waving or silly incantations in my class. Snape. 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 Severus Snape. Dumbledore. <laughs> Amazing. Have you seen? Did I send you that video? And it's um, Chan Wills. And she's the one who does the um, McGonagall impersonation. Oh, she's so good. So good. She's so She good. does one about, because um, my favorite, like I love her doing McGonagall, but my actual favorite bit is when she does Dumbledore. Oh. And Dumbledore's just like such a wretch. He's a wretch. He's I like a, such a pain. And I just think it's so funny. Um, oh, she, she's so good. I don't know if I've seen the one you're talking about, but I've definitely seen her doing Dumbledore. But there's one where she is saying, oh, you know, I only saved Harry Potter. I only stood up to Dumbledore and said, he's not a piece of meat. <laughs> and like, it's about her being incensed that she's not in Potter Puppet Pals, despite being an integral character. <laughs> And I was screaming over it. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. In the year six video. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> want to talk about this, but all right. At the very end, mm-hmm. my friends and I did our own Harry Potter puppet pals. Do you remember this? It's ringing a very faint it's because bell. my friends and I had some sort of unusually manipulative control over the teachers and their like time and energy. Um, And so we managed to wrangle ourselves out of this video that is made for the whole cohort. We managed to wrangle ourselves a sort of 10 minute special at the end that had two skits that were using a puppet theater that my dad built me, which was yellow with little black curtain. One of them was a Harry Potter themed uh, puppet show, (laughs) which was the culmination of we'd actually played Harry Potter games in the, in the yard, the schoolyard. Since the year one, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So we'd actually been making up for ourselves the sequels and playing them out in in the playground for years Mm -hmm. and then sort of checking what was correct and what wasn't as the new books came out and adapting and changing and it turned into our own um, version of the story. You guys were doing your own fanfic. Yeah, we were. And then it just became our own story, which we turned into a horror film. Um, But there was one girl who wasn't allowed to play. The reason it turned into our own story instead is there was one girl who wasn't allowed to play with us because she wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. 
And so she wasn't allowed to play it out in the playground. I actually, I do remember this. So that is how it turned into um, our own version where we changed all of the characters' names, kind of kept the plot points the same Mm -hmm. um, and made it like a story of the girls. But we also did at the very end a puppet show that involved all the neighbours are off for a walk with their baby. Um, Get out of (laughs) here. Oh, get. (laughs) We did our own version of a puppet show and we had Sandy in it and it was like Sandy had (laughs) – this is so dumb – in, in the first few scenes, we're all in school this uniform. This is ringing a bell. I'm going to find this. In the, I have it somewhere. In the first few scenes, we're yeah. all in school uniform in puppet version. Yeah. Okay. And then Sandy disappears and he comes back and it's, it's a new puppet and his shirt's tiny and his midriff's exposed. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, we had American accents when we were playing. I feel like he was so easily convinced to do things. Um, And so, and then the character of Sam was like, what's happened? And he was like, well, I washed it. And another one's like, what, did you wash it in cold water? And he's like, no. And everyone's like, Sandy, you didn't put it in the hot wash. And then we just thought that was the funniest thing. I've, and it took that terrible joke, took, I would say, 12 minutes of the video that was meant to be for the entire cohort. Like this punchline has been building and building and building. Put it in the hot wash. And like the joke was just that he shrunk his shirt and his tummy was showing oh in puppet God. form, not in real form. Oh, my giddy It was a puppet with a midriff. That was... The <laughs> but the puppet was meant to be Sandy. Yeah, the puppet was Sandy. And puppet Sandy had washed his shirt in the hot wash and it had shrunk. <laughs> 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 that was the whole... That was the whole skit. <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to find it and watch it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what have we talked about? Religious observances at Easter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um... I did something for the first time at Easter, which is I went to the folk festival for the first time. Yeah, you had a new experience. Um, so mum and I kind of realised we, normally we'd do a big family lunch, mm-hmm. but for various reasons everyone was scattered. Yeah. So it was just going to be me and her. And so I, inspired by your mum, said, well, the Waifs and Billy Bragg are headlining the folk festival. Amaze. Um, and then we, she bought us tickets, which was really, really generous. And we had an amazing time. We just had a lovely time. I am so thrilled that you had a great time because I know that you were feeling a bit anxious about the lead up to it. I was a bit anxious about, because there isn't, because it's probably run by stoners. I don't know. Um, allegedly, whatever, (laughs) don't sue me. Um, it's probably run by very relaxed people who are used to having people who've been going for generations, right? Yeah. I've never been before. There is not enough information actually given about the setup of the venue to soothe the anxious. Oh no, there's none. So I wanted to know, like, what can I bring in? What can't I? Okay. Are they bag checking? If I bring in an empty water bottle, will there be places to refill a water bottle? I made a friend who works in health in New South Wales find legislation that says they have to provide free water. <laughs> <laughs> Before I was going to carry my own water bottle in there. It's an exhibition park. There's taps. I know. I, are, but are <laughs> they... Like, there's bathroom taps. Are there taps taps? Yeah, there's... um, There's... What are they? Those, like bubbler thingies so they did have they had um they had stations set up with water but they don't tell you that um and then like the seating i didn't know what the how much seating there would be and sometimes it's a chair sometimes it's actually a bale of hay my mum has rheumatoid arthritis and it was going to be a long day because the waifs were on at midday billy bragg was on at like 8 30 at night it's a long wait i just sort of wanted to know am i bringing my own chair Am I bringing something to sit on? Like, what What am I bringing to make the most of the experience? No information provided. None. Just guess. 
Just guess. And I'm doing my best to sort of try and calm you and just say, it's all really relaxed. It's actually, it's great. You'll, you'll have a fine time. Yeah. It was almost all really relaxed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you, you had a, a confrontation. I had a confrontation and I had to work really hard to not ruminate on it for ages and let it ruin the experience. Um, because I had taken a leaf out of my friend Lirita's book and I'd actually used a glasses chain. It's like a beaded chain to hold my mask. Oh yeah. So that I'm not digging around in my bag, looking for it to pull it on and off. It's just on, it's off, it's on, it's off, yep. but it's around my neck. And cause I didn't want to take COVID to gra- grandma in Melbourne. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as I'm walking, a show finishes, people are coming out. There's enough room. As I'm walking in. It's all very open plan. There's no walls anywhere. No. As I'm walking in, my chain, my beads <laughs> get hooked <laughs> on a woman's bag, like on her shoulder. Yep. So I've stopped and she has just immediately lost the plot. And she has like actually grabbed me and she's like, get out of my way. You're so rude. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just, it's just that I'm stuck to you. <laughs> But she's not actually taking that in. Like she's not listening. She doesn't. She doesn't care. I don't know what someone had done to her earlier in the day, but now her friend is involved. She's after right off. They're like actually blocking the path so people can't now enter because they think it's so rude that people are walking in as people are still walking out. They want it to be like a bus where the whole venue empties before anyone goes in. Which is actually just not how these things work. Just not gonna happen. No, that's not gonna happen at all. I've also I've also been to this event and. The general vibe that is so relaxed means that people are just okay with a bit of waiting sometimes. And a bit of shoulder rubbing. Like it's it's fine. So she's she and her friend have just started yelling at me, like, you're so rude, get out, get out of the way, go back out. You're so rude. And I was like, if you stop yelling at me, <laughs> I will unhook myself and then I can move. And at that point she realizes she's fucked up. Right. Like that is the point where she realizes she doubled down on the yelling when I literally could not physically move out of her way. And you're doing your best. You're doing your best to be calm so that she will be calm. And she's actually just being a massive, gigantic dick. But she's still blocking the path and there's people building up behind me. (laughs) And I've lost my mom. She's gone in at this point with her friend. And and she she doesn't know what to do. So she just actually freezes. And I was like, nah, I've had enough of you. So I just unhook myself. I'm not proud of this. I give her an elbow in the kidney. Ah. So she moves. <laughs> She's not that old. And her She's going to wind up on dialysis. Her and her friend turn around and they just yell, don't be so rude again at me. And in my brain, I was like, don't be a... Sorry, you'll have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So I... You, you promised me chill and I had, I managed to find the one. The one woman the who one hasn't, woman like, who needs a Xanax and hasn't taken who it. Who would have benefited from an additional pot brownie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can I tell you my favorite thing about the festival? Please. I'm really looking, I'm looking, I've been looking forward to like debriefing about it. With um, you. My favorite thing other than the music, which was so good and the general stalls and all of the food options. Yeah. My favourite thing was the number of families there mm-hmm. and the number of – they were all boys who were sitting, watching the waifs, watching amazing music and instead 
had their hoodies over their faces with a torch light so they could read a book. <laughs> That's very nice. They did not want to be there. Aww. They absolutely did not want to be there. And but what a great way instead of being disruptive. It was so cute. It was so cute. I was like, oh, this family has wrangled for these seats. They've paid for these tickets and they're adolescent. And the daughters were inevitably really involved. Yep. And these adolescent boys were trying to read a, a novel by Torchlight. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a shame that they're not taking the waifs with the probably the seriousness that it um, demands. Exactly. Um, but I think that's a fantastic alternative in a non-disruptive, non-confrontational way. But do you know what was also interesting about it? They were books, not Switches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not that, Nintendos. That is interesting. Not phone games. Do you think they're from Canberra? They're from the Lentil Belt? Oh, absolutely. AKA 2602. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> at a push, at a very push, maybe they're from Sutton. Okay. That's all right. My mum lives in Sutton. Grew up in Canberra, but they've gone bush. They've bu- But still public service. Inverted commas, bush. <laughs> Tree changed. <laughs> so that was that was my um that was my Easter. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I know you had a good time at the waves because you sent me a message saying I want to be Donna. I do. I want to be Donna. She's and I was vibe. like, yeah, she's the good one. Vicky can be a bit of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, I think being sisters and in a music, like being that be your mm. thing must be really challenging. Oh, yeah. And I think you probably do have to kind of fall into roles. And Donna is the fun one. Have I, I don't know if you were at this Waves event. It was at the Canberra Theatre maybe? No, I didn't go to, no. You didn't go to that. It was, a, it was Oh, it was a long time ago. It was years ago. No, now. it was the first time I've ever seen them live. <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're just so great. They were, and do you know what? Um, Mark's a good artist. Say more. Getting better with age. Oh, absolutely. They are, and they are definitely getting better with age. Yeah. So my quick side note about Donna mm. being the fun one mm-hmm. is when I saw her. Oh God, it must have been nearly ten years ago. Yeah. And it was at the Canberra Theatre and so it's it's seated. There's no mm, like yeah, mosh pit, yeah. which is exactly how I like to enjoy them, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I like to be in a seated venue that's raised. I can see everything that's going on. Yes. <laughs> this woman, her name is Sarah. Oh okay. We later find out. How do you... Okay. I'm in. I'm listening. <laughs> Storms the stage. Sorry? She's absolutely blind drunk, right? Oh, my God. She gets on the stage. Donna helps her up. <laughs> Vicky is incensed. She's outraged. Josh has no idea what to do because the sisters are looking at each other like. He's going to lose either way. He like, can't pick a side. He, he doesn't know what to do. He just freezes. Um, and so this woman, her name is Sarah, yep. gets up there, dances with Donna. Oh, my God. Security do Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because we're at a waste Donna's, concert. Donna's, yeah, and it's folk. And Donna has, like, sanctioned this and yeah. said, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <When> it, <laughs> it was a vibe. chaotic thing I've ever seen. The, it reminds a, me a little <laughs> bit of the volunteer that they chose at the, the Magic Magicians, the Magic Mike Magicians. Oh, uh, she. And she was funnier she than the comedians. The show. What was her name? It was, like, Tracy or something. <laughs> yeah, it something, was something like basic. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Deb. Oh, it, it was, she it was, was so good. She was. I wanted to hang out with her after she the show. She was so good, cool. but she was also wasted. Oh, she was smashed. She was absolutely smashed. She was smashed, but I wanted to buy her a Riesling she after. She was so funny. She was like, she is one of those public servants who has been doing the job for like 500 years. Yeah. Um, and absolutely 
did it because she didn't know what else to do when she finished school and maybe could have had a more creative career and had a lot of wasted creative energy that Mm -hmm. like circulates Uh her head. Yeah. All day, every day. Yeah. And she got up on stage and she cut loose. She's also using fun fonts in emails. (laughs) (laughs) She is writing announcements in Jokerman. She's like an EL2 for sure. Oh, absolutely. But using Jokerman font. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that was my, that was my folk festival review for you. (laughs) I, I love that. Um, I want to come back to something that we talked about in a previous podcast about this idea, the discovery that you and I are possibly potentially married. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is actually something that one of my colleagues said to me. So he said to me, people ask me what it's like to be married. And I'm like, do they? But apparently they do. And he said, I just show them this. And it's an exchange between him and his wife where she's just giving him updates about what's going on in Aldi. (laughs) And I was like, we had just done this. We had literally just had an exchange where you were in Aldi and you were updated. But that's not the first time we've done an Aldi exchange. And I said to him, oh, no, I think Tom and I are married. But then when I told you, your surprising first response was, uh oh, I'm already married to Bron. <laughs> <laughs> we had a ceremony. When? It was oh, let me think. It was a couple of years ago now. So um, you've got you've got some things to circle back to about us being married, do you? Well, I feel like if we're married, I need to admit something to you. Oh no. <laughs> about something that's happened. Um Did it happen in an Aldi? No, no. Okay. It happened between Bron and I. Oh. Oh. There's oh. been there's been some cheating, <gasps> which I still don't. I'm not convinced is actual cheating because I still think that I'm more officially married to her than you. I think you're we're de facto. We're de facto. We're absolutely we're life partners. We're de facto. Sure. Yeah. Um. It's it's got to be said. What have you and Bron been up to? Okay, so we went to Patrice's. <laughs> <laughs> this is before the school holidays. I think this is the end of week nine. Mm-hmm. Um. And we just were a little bit silly. <laughs> and I, I can't, I cannot actually remember why we were all there. I think it was a bit of a, it was some just kind a, of accidental yeah. catch up that resulted in a bunch of like bung and door people appearing. Cause that sometimes happens. That's is, my favorite thing that happens in small towns is I go, yeah, well I go out to these towns, yeah. to our town and um, the vibe is on for whatever reason. And, and everyone, everyone's on it. Everyone appears. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, hello. I haven't seen you all time to catch up and have like, you know, 900 like wines, wines, whatever, you know, and someone like creates like a gourmet dinner yeah. out of nothing. And to and be fair, the wines are thrust upon you. You can't get away from it. You like, can't say no. We are very good friends with a winemaker. Yeah. There's it a, helps. Anyway, so we're having a great time. Everyone's gone home. Brian and Patrice and I, are all, we're all on the couch. Um, we are looking at the TV, which is pl- because we've been like doing karaoke and dancing yep, and yep, having a yep. great time. There's a, I think I sent you a fun video of me you having did. a f- fun time. You did. Um, and by the end of the night, we're watching Apple Music on the TV mm-hmm. with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like we're just sitting on the couch mm. watching it. <laughs> like we're watching, like we're listening to whatever song comes yeah, on yeah, next, yeah. and we're just watching the lyrics scroll up Go the up. TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just having a chat. And, you know, and Bron's having a snooze and Patrice and I, anyway, it was great. So the end of the night comes, it is four in the morning. No, I hate it. It was an accident. It hasn't happened since. 
And Patrice announces, it's time for bed. All of you go to bed now. <laughs> you and all your personalities to bed. <laughs> the, dog's, the dog's long asleep. Someone has to say it. <laughs> Someone's got to make the call. So I decide, I'm like, okay, great. Because we all have our, we have all got our beds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I go to where my bed is mm-hmm. and I go to get changed. At some point, I've forgotten that I'm getting changed. <laughs> I am now just in a white shirt and some stripy undies. That's a look. And a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> And a fun hat. <laughs> I might have been Sans hat by that time because I was playing a game with um, a hobby horse. Oh, God. Not in a weird way. <laughs> I don't know if there's a normal way to do that. So, well, Patrice has a grandson. And okay. so, you know, some of the toys were out in the lounge yes, room or whatever. Right. And the hobby horse was pink, who I have affectionately designated Mrs. Clippity Clop. Lovely. Lovely. So, Mrs. Clippity Clop comes for a great dance. There's been... All sorts that of does make my brain do Mr. Clickety Cane. Oh, I sing that all the time. Um, so we're having a great dance party. I have Mrs. Clippity Clop. People are jealous. <laughs> People are finding anything and everything. To try and lure you away. We've now raided the second drawer of the kitchen. For? Utensils. To make a hobby horse? Just to have something to dance with. Okay. I'm going to tell you some things that came out. Okay. One, wooden spoon. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Can't go wrong Can't with wooden go wrong. spoon. Two. I don't like, though, I don't like a novelty wooden spoon. Oh, no, I want it to, like, be used. I want it to do its job. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I don't want it to be facetious about it. I want it to look like, yeah, Italian grandmas. I don't want it to have any attitude. No, same. No. Seasoned and just there yeah. to work. Yeah. Second thing that came out. Plastic, um... Not ladle. But what's the other one that is a bit more spoon-like? It's a spoon. Plastic spoon. 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 Large, large, large scooby spoon. spoon. Ladle yeah. thing. Scooby spoon. Um, a shallow ladle. A, third, a shadle. Shadle. <laughs> third thing that appears. Yes. I actually got this out knowing it would be a crowd pleaser and okay. immediately gave it to someone else. All right. Oh, you're such a gentle, you're such a kind soul. Lemon squeezer. Yes. <laughs> that can only be topped by... <laughs> a handheld beater. Oh, should one have been in the drawer, it would have been be out, out immediately. It would have been out. So it's been a full night of dancing with utensils and Mrs. Mm-hmm, Clippity Clop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're getting ready for bed. Patrice is making the beds up. She's making my bed up. We've decided Bron's going to sleep in, in Patrice's bed, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Patrice is cleaning up the house because that's what she does. Yes. She puts us to bed and then cleans up the house and we all wake up in the, ne- the next day nice. and it's like yeah. done. I'm Patrice. Yeah, go on. Um, I am down to my skivvies. Mm-hmm. Dancing, still dancing. Still, da- Oh, so you're still going. I'm still going. You go- and Mrs. I've- Clippity Clane, Clippity Clop. Mrs. Clippity Clop. We've had a second wind. <laughs> it's four in the morning. But we've had a little, we've had a little kip on the couch, all three of us <laughs> sitting next to each other, watching the lyrics scroll up the screen. And you've recovered. We've recovered. Oh, Bron has God. also got a second wind. Oh, my God. We're now running around the house. Oh, my God. In your undies? In a, well, I was in mine. Oh, I was really hoping Bron was in hers. No, Bron, <laughs> Bron has whipped off her undergarments. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't... She's free-balling. I don't know how women do that. It's amazing. Oh, you just... You go... Like, in, like, one move, gone. Because yeah. like, that oh. is why it's always quite comical 
and it shouldn't be because we have way more practice at it but it's quite comical when straight men come at you with way too much confidence about doing it oh and they can't get the like and over like, the shoulder boulder holder off you no matter what they do they're not gonna be as smooth as you yeah right or you're like like you know full well you're you've got the industrial sort that has 17 clips on the back <laughs> yeah she's so there to work they come in with confidence and you're like Sure. You want your bra like you want your wooden spoon there to get utilitarian, work done. <laughs> <laughs> but not an eyesore. I always say <laughs> men are utensils. Use them, wash them, throw them in a drawer. <sighs> anyway, anywho, <laughs> so you and so Don. back to the cheating. Yes, is scandal. Uh, we've gone to turn down Patrice's bed yes. for her. We're, Lovely. We're, we're thinking we're, like, we're, we're going to do it. We're helping out. How helpful. Because we've said, what can we help? And she said, go away, the both Anywhere of you. Anywhere else. All of you go away. Yes. It's five, four or five in the morning. You're get actively lost. unhelpful. <laughs> get away. And we think, <laughs> we're going to turn down the bed. <laughs> so we go to turn down the bed and then we flop into it. Yes. Next minute, it. next minute, I'm waking up. Oh, my God. The next day. You've slept with Bron. Bron and I are in the bed together. You've slept with Bron. No, no, because there is a wall of things between us. Let me tell you what the wall of things are. Oh, my God. Okay. I can only guess. Thing number one in the middle of the bed between Bron and I. Yes. Mrs. Clippity-Clop, the hobby horse. (laughs) (laughs) Thing number two. Weighted sensory lion toy. Like a heavy, like a lion toy that's heavy. Yeah, I know what they are. Yep. Uh, Thing number three. Ancient teddy bear. No. So Bron and I have stolen Patrice's bed and, and filled it with toys. Filled it with toys and slept in it. <laughs> Just slept in it. And, and we're going up and going, oh my, what's happening? Where are we? <laughs> where? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> we had a real moment like that. Anyway, it was great fun. I think I'll forgive you. Okay. Thank goodness. Only because <laughs> staying up till 4 a.m., with Mrs. Clippity Clop is something that I can, that's a need I can never fulfill for you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have to do some ethical non-monogamy. I think you are. <laughs> to get my Mrs. Clippity Clop jollies. You are. I think you are. Cause I just don't think that is ever going to be a thing I can do for you. <laughs> uh, look, that's okay. And since I've been cheating as well. <laughs> In the highest order. It'll be fine. I actually forgot about that until just now. (laughs) (laughs) I've actively removed it from my brain. You've just, you've blocked it. I've blocked it out because um, the little joke I had going about it turned into like. You were like, I'm going to have a complex. Almost like it almost became real for me. And I was like, oh my God, stop joking about that now. I was like, no more talking about it. No more joking about it because. You don't want to manifest it. You're about to convince yourself that this is an actual problem um, that's really not. But everyone knows that um, anyone from the like Legitibaqua community mm. is like. Which is how we're saying LGBTQIA plus now is Legitibaqua. Legitibaqua, yep. Legitibaqua. Um, we just inherently are magic. So I don't know, it's, maybe, did you know that? I, look, I'm not shocked by it, but I didn't know it. Well, okay, I'll confirm that. I didn't know it for sure. Um, it's a I'm, secret, the secret's out. I'm not shocked. You've, are you allowed to tell that secret? Look, if Rhonda Byrne can tell us about the secret, <laughs> I can tell you that anyone from the Legitibaqua legit family is magic. Magic. Everyone in Harry Potter, Legitibaqua. <laughs> Hogwarts is actually just a queer society. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're all fluffing around in cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> the heel on the men is far too tall. I like it. Oh, no, no. Just like for them but yes. not to be legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you know who else wears a bit of a heel? Oh, tell me. A cowboy. Okay, I thought you might say that. Yeah. Not saying cowboys aren't gay either. I mean, they can be. There's a Venn diagram there. Oh, I think there's maybe like six. That you can have like gay culture, cowboy culture. There's going to be a big chunk in the middle. Gay boy culture? No, that's. Well, yeah, but just there'll be a lot of shared. I think there's a lot of shared aesthetic and sort of like. Oh, absolutely. Cultural. I think there's a lot of shared cultural. A lot of gays like a hat. Yeah, exactly. A fun hat. Some of them shouldn't wear the hat. I, that particular one over here the first time. An array of Akubras that I own because I'm a country gal. Yep. They're out. They're Making, on. Yeah. They're being taken photos of. This is something about it is so fun. A fun hat. I love a fun hat. We love a cowboy hat. We do. I'm not a gay, but I love a cowboy hat. No, but you have very good ally legs. My mum gets upset when I say a gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that's like. It's been reclaimed, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it used to be accusatory and dehumanizing. And oh, it's, like, it's ours now, though. Yeah. We've taken it back. Like, you can't be like, that's a Chinese. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, my Muslim kids call each other terrorists. I would never do that. But I think it's funny that they do that to each other. It's just that. Yeah, stepping into the power of, um, you know, I don't know, like kind of weird labels or weird accusations. Yeah. How do you say it? Accusatory yeah. Sort of language. So when I say it, I'm typically quoting someone else who said it, who's a friend <laughs> who I've been around, um, or I'm with them and it feels permitted. I've oh, been absolutely. permitted. Do you know, Lirida last night described you as a, as a very strong ally. <laughs> yes. Not to your face. <laughs> I can't remember how it came up, but um, that's how she said, oh yeah, but Zoe, is a very strong ally. They're, the ally legs are strong in this one. <laughs> and I was like, I think it said something like, um, yeah, she can walk really fast. <laughs> my colleague Connor looked at my Spotify just out of, because he wanted to see what my like lists were, my suggested playlist. You know yeah. where it, it makes them for you? I, I love that because I um, get a rude shock sometimes. <laughs> so it had made the playlists and they're like fairly ordinary. They're like pop punk playlist, whatever, like mm-hmm. 2000s, early 2000s, pop, yada, yada, um, folk playlist, Australian country playlist. But all of the images, I didn't notice this. All of the images were of two girls like embracing as the cover art for all of them. And he just, he opened my Spotify up. He pointed and he went, Spotify thinks you're gay. And he walked away. (laughs) I remember you telling me about this. I'm being really confused. And then I but there's looked. a legitimate reason. I looked and the algorithms, they do this on the Netflix and things as well. Mm. The algorithms feed you cover art for TV shows or for songs or whatever that it yep. thinks will make you click. Yeah. Um, and so his cover art for uh, Stargate Atlantis was sexy woman, red dress. Yeah. Right. And mine was like powerful woman mid kind of combat. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So it, it is a thing that I've noticed. So interesting. On only this very day. Yes. You were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After last night hanging out with you lot. <laughs> Zoe and a table, can, a table full of legitimacquas. A, t- a table of legitimacquas. I was asked, would I be the only straight person there? And I was like, potentially. But like. Unconfirmed that, about one of the rogues. Unconfirmed, but like potentially. I mm. didn't know if that person was coming or not. Yeah. 
um, after that night, I came home and my Instagram feed, because I'm sure the robots <laughs> listen. I have a friend who works for the Amazon like web services or whatever. Yeah. And they say, I'm not even going to gender them because I don't want them to get in trouble. Yeah. They say that the phones, the tech absolutely listens. He just wishes they would admit it. Like he knows for a fact it does. It yeah. listens to our vocal conversations. Everything. He just wishes they would admit it because he thinks everyone would be like, mm. at least you're, you know. Um, but anyway, so after that conversation, that dinner, I came home and my Instagram feed, every single ad was the same ad. Yeah. And it was for lesbian Tinder. You sent me <laughs> one of the videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I watched it immediately. It was really which is sweet. Unlike me. <laughs> and I just, I, I didn't read the context of why you were sending it to me. And I just thought, what a great ad. It was so good. It was so a lovely it ad. Was two women. Um, and they basically were like, if an, if a first date goes for three days, is, is that one date? Or three days. Or three. <laughs> and can we move in together yet? Because <laughs> it really had me thinking. And so I was thinking about all of that and not at all thinking about um, about this like existing narrative that I already know about yeah. you um, where the tech like algorithms like want yeah. you to be a lesbian. Yeah. But yeah. you're actually They're really not. trying to shape me. <laughs> You just, you are resisting Would really if I hard. Could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting ad because it was definitely trying to rebrand Tinder as like find love. Not, oh, yeah, yeah. Which Not we find. all know is a lie. It's factually untrue. Well, it's like unlikely. Uh, although. It's a cesspit. Yeah. Not factually untrue. Yeah. Just it's just, me. you have to filter a lot. You totally do. It's a lot of swiping. You'll get RSI. Our generation's gonna have so much RSI and carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah. Just from just from the swiping. I think it's a bit of a risk dating in Canberra anyway, because you just don't know. Uh, like Who knows who? Who knows who? Because did I tell you I found out that my housemate and I are related? No. <laughs> <laughs> and we only just discovered no. it. No, how did you discover that? Um I can't actually remember the context of the whole conversation but essentially um we got on to talking about um like something about his auntie and uncle and some shop that they own and yeah. their surname and i was like oh surname like oh yeah are they like this related to the-? and then he was like oh yeah they're from you know where mm. half of my family mm-hmm. originates from mm-hmm. and i was like oh get out get i was out. like are they blah 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 and then he's like oh i'm not sure and i was like one second let me ask my mum. i was like mum, like in the family chat mm. i was like do we know X, Y, and Z? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're like this and that. Too. So the premise is we're not actually, they we're not. It's um, we're marriage. related by marriage, yeah. right? So my father's um, step siblings. Yeah. Because my, my pop remarried. Yeah. Uh, so his step siblings are like cousins. Of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. like this 40s can uncle. happen. Uh, I've seen this happen. Almost terribly. In year nine, so you're at boarding school. If you want to date, the way that you date is that someone knows someone Mm -hmm. and they ask if you can like exchange numbers and you text. Okay. (laughs) Is this how Bogans rocked up with fire extinguishers? No, that's different. Different story. They did that without consent. Um, (laughs) So to these two people, some girls like, oh, I think you'd really like, I know this guy from back home, whatever, hometown, different hometowns. That seems safe different hometowns important 
know this guy from back home, he's in year nine as well or 10 maybe. Um, like a, he also likes music. Or ch- they were chatting. They were into it. They were really chatting a lot. They were maybe going to go steady and meet cousins. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Never checked last names. <laughs> It's such a risk around here. Yeah, honestly, you've got to get off the continent. So I think this is actually why we all need that friend who is the Facebook detective. Oh, yeah. The Facebook Instagram detective where you give them a name and they come back with like a rap sheet. On the person. <laughs> yeah. You need like an NV1 to yeah, date. Exactly. So I think that's actually a really important purpose that everyone needs the friend that does that. If you're dating and you're a millennial or a Z or whatever. If you're someone who doesn't have many friends, maybe you can't date. It's not safe for you. Because like, how do you make it work? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just like you risk the extra appendages, I guess. You just have to hope you come from a small family. You're going to have to ask your mom. Sorry. Like if you are you're actually just going to have to do a mom consult. You have to ask your mom and you're going to have to check that you're not Irish. Yeah. <laughs> you're not both Irish. <laughs> Protestants and Catholics mix better. <laughs> mix the bloodlines. Oh boy. We're full of stereotypes today. We apologize. <laughs> I just, because, um, it, 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 this also came out recently with um, not the dating necessarily, but um, Patrice um, found out something similar, like someone in our town, like was like her cousin yeah. or whatever. And she's like, Oh God, you're like not safe from anyone anywhere. But they, because they are Irish have a really like prolific and detailed family tree book thing yep. that you can refer Trace, to for yeah. guidance. Yeah, yeah. I think these things served functions. Yeah. Absolutely. And I said, it's also important to go to family reunions. Just to check. Just to, just to be sure. Yeah. Is that a Fiona? That's a Fiona. What's her name joke? Oh, Fiona Loughlin. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I thought it said, yes. She does a really good routine about exactly that. Do you know what? She saw it coming a mile away. We should have listened. She was so funny. She was so funny. Oh, she was less funny when we that was weird. Sorry, that was very strange. Yeah, not just because she she's had a hard she's had a hard run. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I think I think if you've had a tough time, going blonde can be quite harsh. I think it can really bring out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it depends on sort of where you are in your life. Like Lyrida coming out as blonde <laughs> was and doing her kind of that soft. Was, that was that was on that was good. The soft launch. Yeah, um, that's because she was thriving. I think go blonde when you're thriving, not when you're struggling. <laughs> this is where the emos had it right. Oh, absolutely. If you're having a hard time, you're doing a dramatic side fringe and it, you're going four shades darker. Or oh, she's blunt as f***. Yeah. Like yeah. you want to you wanna kind of weaponize the hair. Like it is a shield. Mm. Going blonde is a, it's bringing attention. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. really highlighting the baggage. Absolutely. Like you're wearing it um, on your sleeve now. I think Brad Mondo would agree. He would. He would also and say. He loves a blonde. Bleach doesn't lather. Doesn't lather. It's not shampoo. It's not shampoo, ladies. T eighteen. Bleach doesn't lather. Lift a level four. Yeah, exactly. Dye does not lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Amazing. Um, speaking of um, sort of where you are at in life, mm. I think maybe we should finish off with um, talking about some looking for. Like work, oh, not just work-life balance, but like life balances and what maybe we're sort of leaning into in the coming, excuse me, coming months in winter and just busy life and whatever. Yeah. Well, as you know, I've reneged on netball for winter. You have. I've made a decision that that's actually in the interest of balance for me. That's going to be the thing in my week. I love netball, but it is so cold playing outdoors. They call it the autumn season. It's not. It goes to June. 
It's freezing. It's May, June. It, I don't care. That's that's winter. Yep. Because it's, none of us played the winter season nah. last year. Like the whole team went, no, nah, we're not doing it. It was actually so unpleasant that I was just like, that is going to be the thing in my week that I don't look forward to. Mm-hmm. You, you and Fallon, who's on the team... I love Fallon. We've doubled down. You've doubled down. You've registered for an indoor Wednesday comp. Yep. As well. As well as sticking with the Thursday outdoor comp. Yes. So you're doing double the netball. I'm doing double the netball that you are. You're, do- you're doing 200% times the netball <laughs> that I'll be doing. <laughs> the reason I didn't do the Wednesday indoor, two things. One, too late. A mm-hmm. nine o'clock game, too late. Yep. I can't unwind as it is from the 745 game until like midnight doing that on Wednesday would ruin my week. Yeah. And cause it is midweek. It has a lot of potential to F you up. Yeah. Whereas my current Wednesday activity, Wednesday is my two hour Pilates class. Oh, that's nice. So it's the high intensity interval mm-hmm. followed by the stretch and flexibility. Lovely. So it ends with a bit of a like meditative kind of feeling Wednesday Pilates rescues a week, no matter how bad it is. I am so into that. Wednesday netball at nine o'clock would have the potential to ruin it. Yeah. Undoing all the good work. Yeah. So because some colleagues of mine would like to do Tuesday Pilates. So what my goal is, so, cause I am looking forward to, um, balances in my life because term one was really hideously unbalanced. Um, some of it was intentional, thinking ahead for how it's going to serve me in the future. Yeah. And it was still too much. It was still too much. I think a lot of that work has served me well though. Yeah. So that now maybe I can step back a bit. Yeah. Which is good. Um, And when I say step back, I'm, I don't mean from full time. I'd just only be doing my full time. Yeah. Not doing 24 hour days. No. (laughs) Um, I am, you know what? And this might be contentious in the education sector. I'm going to be working really hard to work to rule. Yeah. Um, which if you're not familiar with that phrase means you are going to work and doing your duties in your hours and that's it. Yeah. If they can't be done in the hours, they can't be done. They can't be done. I pulled this off recently. Yeah. Um, I have a good faculty director, but it was when my car was broken into. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I messaged in and I was like, I'm not going to be able to come in. Um, now we have a turnaround where kids submit drafts Mm -hmm. and you have to turn them around basically within two evenings. So if you've got two full days of teaching, yep. your release is the only opportunity you get to turn those around. Yep. I'm going to be missing the release, which is the only opportunity to turn them around because I'm on leave. Yep. So I have to message in and be like, look, I'm going to take the, I need to take the day off. My car's, someone's ruined my car. Tried, I would deal with police, would deal with insurance, got to get a higher car. All the things. And then I've gone, I've just realized it means I can't mark the drafts. And I've got back a little bit of a like, oh, I'm happy to make you work from home. Or you could do some tonight. And I'm like, no, I can either, I either, and because there was a public holiday, Mm -hmm. I actually wouldn't have been able to do them on the Friday. I had a full day. I wouldn't have been able to do them on the Monday because that's a public holiday. Yep. I think that's what they actually said back initially. It was like, oh, maybe you could get some done over the public holiday. Um, And I was like, I wouldn't be able to look at them until Tuesday. Obviously, physically, I can look at them. Yeah. But I'm actually not going to. I am erecting boundaries now. So I'm like, yeah. I won't have a chance on the weekend. I've got a busy weekend. Um, and I don't even know if I'll be in tomorrow mm-hmm. at all. Um, so someone else is going to have to do them. The kids are going to have to have an extension. 
yep. based on how making, you know, me taking longer to get them around. Um, or if I come in tomorrow, you're going to have to take me off some classes so that I can do them. Yep. If, if the deadline matters that much, something else has to give. Yep. And I think that's a, that would be an interesting policy to put into education that is choosing which deadlines matter and what has to give in order to make them able to be met. Well, this is an interesting thing that's been coming up recently is this notion of um, what is sort of core business. Mm. And I feel like part of, and I and I think this is where this conversation gets really quite difficult mm. is because the assertion is that all of it is core business. Yeah. Factually. We're not paid as though it is. That core business is physically not able it's not to be done. done it's in actually, the hours we're paid for. It's not, you cannot do it. No. And I just, I don't know why we keep having this conversation about it's all core business, it's all core business. I'm like, yep. okay, I'm not disputing that it all needs to be done. Yeah. Or it's I'm, all important. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not important. I would question that it's all important. I, I think that. Um, there's lots that's important. I think there's lots that's important. I think. I think there are if things- you want to keep everything and say that everything's important, it's it is important to acknowledge that it factually cannot be completed in thirty six point seven five hours a week. I'm going to be it even more be contentious done. here, and I'm going to say there are things that are very important for people's promotions, but not for the kids. Yep, and they're not core business for so, me. Yeah, I think something that I notice is that um, a lot of initiatives in schools. Mm. Um, come from the effort that goes into supporting people to develop their careers, mm. which I think is an important, important thing. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, and having those opportunities to, you know, demonstrate your skills and experiences and your leadership and whatever, right? And mm. what your interest is, mm. whatever it might be. What I notice time and again, and I've seen this in several schools now, mm. several different schools I've worked in for extended periods of time, Um those projects that mm. get given to people to develop their mm. career, career. Yep. by extension become work for other people who are not looking to develop their career in the same way. No. So when you've got five executives who all have a project to do to develop their career and develop yep. the school and do this and that and, and the other. And they have to prove that they are doing that to someone. There's someone standing over them yeah. saying, show me what you're doing. You know, if you're, you're paid at an but executive level, is, you need to be they doing aren't X, doing Y, it. They're asking us to. Yeah, and they are overseeing it. Yeah. So, so they're, uh, they're overseeing the project, but the people who are doing the w- actual work yeah. are the teachers who yeah. aren't necessarily looking for extra work all so the time. So structurally, let's stop making them do that for one. Yeah, because, and I think that that is a problem. Like, I'm like, mm, every time I look around, it's somebody emailing me going, can you participate in this project? And I'm going, mm, no, I see the value in it. Mm. I really, really do. Mm. I just cannot add it to my already excessive yes. workload. Or the answer's yes, but what am I giving up? Yes, What am exactly. I not doing? I'm, I'm actually just not taking on more things without giving something up now. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And nobody can. And I'm a bit tired of the assertion that like, you know, if there's too much on your plate, you just need to get a bigger plate. Yeah. That's terrible. That's actually absurd. That was actually said to you. That was a whole staff room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not recently. No, not, not, not in your current place, but it has been said in a school context. And I thought, I just don't know. I think that's all very well and good to say if you're nearing retirement with a healthy superannuation. Yeah. Sure. Or you haven't actually 
support being in a classroom doing in a it classroom full time every day for yeah. years on end yeah. in the last five years. Yeah. I'm going to say even five years. My um the my grandma's friend that we visited in Brighton while I saw her mm. recently. She was a teacher and then she was um, working at a university overseeing teacher education and her job which is a problem in and of itself that her job back then was a job that doesn't actually really exist anymore where the prac teachers that she mentored Mm -hmm. she actually went and spent time with this in the schools with them Mm -hmm. and had relationships with the schools that's not a thing that happens anymore because of distance ed but it wasn't really happening that much before anyway currently i've only seen it from one university when i've had students currently the universities intervene only when someone's maybe going to fail prac and they intervene enough to get them through, regardless of what the mentor teacher says. It's very, very, very difficult to justify a um, failing a, a failing of a prac student. Yeah, um, I've only ever had one who was at risk, mm. and it was really difficult. And like, basically, they wanted me to jump through all the hoops to say like she can't. And I said, that's not my intention. I no. don't want to be like, oh, this person is the worst in the world. Like, no. but they've not demonstrated what they needed but to I was demonstrate. Like, they need another crack. And I was like, I re- they they actually just need another opportunity need to support. do this. They need to do this. They actually need to do it again. They need support and they're not getting it. Anyway, her job was to do yeah. the support Yeah. Um, back in the day. And she, she's really, really old. Yeah. Right. She's 90 something. Um, but she said to me, she was like, oh, you know, I read a lot about the teaching in the news or whatever. And I feel like what is never mentioned um, is that no one ever talks about the energy that the teachers get back from the students. And I was like, well, that's really nice. Like actually, yeah, that's the core business there. Absolutely. Anything that fosters that is core business. I am not disputing. I love so much of my job. Yeah. The thing is that proportionately the bit that I like the most is working with my students and doing all that great stuff. Yeah. I really love that bit. Yeah. I really That's like what the good working with love. families and yeah. kids and other educators and yeah. and having, you know, prac students and whatever. I've got a prac student coming next week. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking forward to it. Exciting. Like it's all, it's all, it's great. I love all of that stuff. That's core business. That is core business because it's about kids. Yeah. Yeah. All of that directly impacts the kids. Yeah. There's just so much nonsense so, that exists. Is the, yeah. If the answer to this question is no, then it's not core business. Is it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. directly improving your experience in the room doing that? Yes or no? If it's a no, it's not core business. Mm. That should be the rule. I think that there should be one amendment to that. Mm. And I think it should be if, like, it directly impacts kids, maybe possibly once removed, then it's core business. <laughs> Which kids? What? What oh, do you mean once removed? Once rem- when I talk about once removed, I mean like, you know, maybe it's not something that if I do this, it's going to benefit the kids right now. Oh, no. But if I do this, it's going to lead to But if you can see to an, the improvement. It's going to lead to an outcome. That, in your yeah. existence in that space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's an amendment. I think that's implied. Okay. All right. I was taking it very literally. No. Yeah. It's way too literal. Surprisingly literal for you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the, basically the premise is that so you're gonna I, be saying no. I'm going to be saying no to things and um, I'm actually going to be leaving work at 3.30, three days a week. Do it. Because I get to work very early. Yeah. Um, the way that our work hours, and if you're from, if you work in the public service in Canberra, you're probably familiar with this ridiculous hour of 
what is it? We eight thirty until four fifty one is how yeah. like workload is calculated. Yeah. There's also an assumption that there's an hour lunch break. Yeah. Sorry, I factually don't get that. No one gets that. I I have. We're permitted. We're we're. So half an hour is what we have to have, allegedly. Yeah. So I have half an hour. Yeah. Um, and it's at the same time every day because I also don't – because I teach preschool, our day is a lot more flexible. Because we weren't having half an hour. Yeah. Um, we had two 15-minuteers mm-hmm. as the half hour and it basically became clear that's not allowed. And it was assumed – that because we're high school teachers, your half hour comes out of your like hour off class. Yeah, your release. Yeah, but you don't necessarily get that. That's not protected time. Yep. Um. So people can book you in for me, whatever. So they had to put in the half hour. And so I think that that's something that I am gonna be contending with because I'm like, if I get there at seven o'clock, seven thirty every day, mm. and I've had a half hour break, mm. which I always work through mm. anyway, but I'm gonna assume that I've had a half hour break where I mm. didn't have to do anything. I actually can just leave at 321. Yep. Do it. Who cares? That's actually like And obviously you'll stay if something needs to be done, whatever. Oh yeah. You know, and like we have meetings two days a week and yeah. whatever, sometimes three. It all adds up. You know, like and sometimes sometimes things are happening and whatever, but I am going to be working really hard to be out of there at 3:30. I also and think claim that's important in winter when it's dark so early. Yeah. I don't want to be staying leave there. while it's light. Yeah. I, I think, think you have to leave before dark. Because I already get to school when it's dark. Yeah. I think leave before dark. I arrive dark. in the dark. You've been leaving after dark this whole term. The whole term. Yeah. Anyway, we should shut up because it's probably boring for people. Oh, yeah. Um, that was it. That was it for me. Oh, well, that was an Easter cheating scandal special. How my ears hurt. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Easter cheating scandal special. Easter cheating scandal work conditions special. <laughs> so we're going to be reporting back in the future about, I don't know, have we got anything coming up? I'm sure we do, but I can't think of it right now. I can't think of it now anyway. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and we hope you tune in next time. We're going to be reporting back about some... Something. Something. Something comes up because life happens. We'll definitely have something on that we just forgotten about. I can't remember. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.